Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 83, John and Wendy Talk to John Friend. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. John, we're in Grand Forks. We are. <laughs> First off, we want to thank uh, Balance Track for sponsoring this episode. This is uh, our last episode for the month with Balance Track. But thank you, Balance Track. Thank you so much, uh, Manoj and Carla, everybody with the Balance Track team. We will have uh, had a great uh, chat by the time this episode comes out with them. Just really appreciate their uh, their interest and in, in taking part with us. Certainly hope if you haven't checked them out that you will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, thank them again. Yes, this is a, a lot of fun. This is a little different for us because yep. we are at a conference with just the mic. Not our setup. Uh, we didn't have any real plans for this particular conference, but we've had such a great time. And, and John was kind enough to bring us out uh, for yes. the event that we thought, uh, hey, we have some time. We're together. Let's let's put a show together. Yeah. So here we are. How's the conference been for you, Wendy? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, uh, it's been a long time since I've been to Grand Forks. Um I don't want to say how many years it's probably been, um, but it was been nice to come up here, um, join uh, join the area, had a chance to run uh, have dinner with um, an ex boss, which you know how often does that happen? Um, but and also hanging out with the North Dakota folks, they put on a good conference. They're great people. You're going to see them out and about a lot. Um, especially at national conference. Uh, North Dakota has a really good showing at national. So um, if you are at national at some point, look for the North Dakota folks. They are the ones um, probably with a beer in hand. Um, (laughs) But they're good people. Um, Great conference. I've really enjoyed enjoyed Kate's presentation this morning, even though we were up at uh, 6.45 a.m. learning about medical, or not medical, but learning about marijuana. So that's always fun. How about you? This is great because this is my first trip to North Dakota at all. Now I can safely say I've spoken in both the Dakotas in the last two years. Yep. Everybody's been so welcoming and accommodating, and uh, it's quite nice. The weather's been beautiful, and uh, I've had a chance to kind of see the scenery in the evenings and, and get out and see the town a little bit. Uh, it's been really great to see John Baldino and Aaron Stevens, Tiffany yep. Keel, uh, Kate Bischoff, you know, all these folks that we know kind of out there and reconnect with some people here like Stephanie Winterquist, people that are local. So it's 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 been a lot of fun and I've had, it's yeah. been a great time. So we're we're excited to be here and again we're really excited for the guests that we have. Yep. I'm going to stop gushing so that you can make the introduction. <laughs> yeah, um, so I've known John for a few years. We met at National Conference. Actually, we probably met at the Brookings South Dakota Conference a few years ago got connected at National, um, and John was kind enough to uh, answer a text at the last minute and show up. So I don't even have a bio for him. So I will let John do a short introduction of himself, um, and include in your introduction of yourself, John, what's in your glass? That's a trick question since it's only 11 a.m. already. You know, so I get it is uh, 5 o'clock somewhere, but you know it's only 11 a.m. during a conference right. here. Um, you know, I've been in North Dakota my whole life. What's in my glass? It's a mellow yellow in a bottle today. So that's that's what we're starting with, getting a little caffeinated so we can make it through the rest of this conference. There we go. Um, currently working in the manufacturing industry, almost right across the road over here, PS nice. Industries. I've uh, been there for just over three years and was in another manufacturing facility for just over five years, commuting back and forth to Fargo. So I really enjoy the manufacturing industry. Awesome. Well, John, we know what you're doing now with PS Industries. How exactly did you get your start in human resources? 
You know, it's one of those stories that everybody's probably said a long time ago. My first degree was an associate's degree in accounting. <laughs> and as you've all met me before, I was probably kind of like that as an accountant as well. <laughs> you know, and instead of sending people an email or calling them up and saying, hey, what's this invoice? I would actually go over to their office or their cubicle, whatever they had, and maybe ask them how their weekend was or how was soccer this weekend with the kids. And then ask them about the invoice. You know, it's, it's building those connections internally just like we like to do externally. And uh, the HR person that was working there wasn't working out, and I got called into the office. Now, mind you, this is a psychiatric hospital. Okay. okay. <laughs> what, what I do need to say is I was getting a paycheck and not a bill. I know some people are thinking I was getting a bill there. I get that. But I was getting a paycheck. Still haven't paid the bill. Um, <laughs> And I got called into the CEO's office. And to get called in there is never good because I've right. never been called in there. Right. Now, mind you, they're a psychiatric hospital, and she was a psychiatrist. So you walk <laughs> into the room. They're, like, out 20 feet away, dimly lit room with a little lamp on the desk. It's true. That's what they have. And yeah. I'm on a couch similar to what I'm sitting on here right now. <laughs> and sitting there going, I'm getting fired. I'm getting let yeah. go. And the first sentence that comes out of her mouth says, um, people really like you. It's not what I thought was going to happen in here at all. <laughs> and they said, how would you like to work in HR? Uh, I, oh, okay. <laughs> we'll give you 7000 more per year. I am in. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the world of HR, John. And that's how. So maybe not the typical answer you probably get, but, you know, some people say, well, I started here and moved on to that. I think it's safe to say, John, that we've never had somebody get cash attachment to what it means to move from your current right. role into human resources. <laughs> right. You know, and back oh, in about yeah. 2003, seven grand was a lot more. That, that's, that's a lot, lot more, more right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I wouldn't be turning that down for sure. No. And I'm going to guess that, uh, that this is our first guest who started in a psychiatric hospital. I think so. Yes. With a so, paycheck. With a paycheck. <laughs> I think that's safe um, to say. Yeah. Paying the bill later. Um, that always comes. Still in collections. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, John, you know, you and I work in um, similar locations, North Dakota, South Dakota, mm-hmm. population-wise. Um, so, and especially manufacturing, because I've done, I work with a lot of folks, or know a lot of people that also do manufacturing in South Dakota. Let's talk a little bit about the challenges that you face um, with HR, with recruiting, all of that in a place like North Dakota. Recruiting is a challenge here for the fact of the unemployment rate is so low. Yeah. You know, it's hovered above and below the 2% consistently. And unfortunately, there's a lot of unemployables within those percentages. Right. So now you're looking to steal from other companies is kind of what you end up having to do. But you don't want to be that headhunter. You don't want to do that. You don't want to have that reputation in town. So you're just out networking with people, talking with people, asking your employees to go out there. Word of mouth. I mean, sometimes Mm -hmm. that's the best thing to do. We put a job board thing on the outside of our building now um, that everybody's starting to notice. Uh, throughout the community. You could probably see it from here if we got on the roof of the Alaris Center. We could actually see it from here. And my picture's on there, too, so that's yeah. fun. As, as oh, well. nice. Um, but that's the biggest challenge because it, you just can't find those people. And now our building's going to be expanding. Um, we're increasing the staff that we have, and it's like we're having trouble finding some of these uh, people already. You know, it's the skilled ones like welders tend to be a real difficult mm-hmm. one. But then evening shifts. Oh, we sure. don't have a night shift. We just started an evening shift, which... If they're full-time, they can start at 11.30 a.m., work till 10. Or if they're part-time, they can start at 5 or 6 and work till 10 p.m. That's the latest we work. 
So we like to call it more of an evening shift instead mm -hmm. of a, uh, overnights or night yeah. shift and stuff like that. Um, that's honestly that's the biggest challenge right now is finding those qualified ones. So it's what's worked out well for part-time staff is getting UND students because sure. they don't have to work Monday through Friday. They don't have to do this. If they can come in Monday and Thursday, we'll take them, mm -hmm. and it works out well for the schedules. And those are some of the best workers we've ever had. They run circles around some of the part-time, the whole <laughs> sometimes, um, just doing basic yeah. uh, manufacturing stuff. I have all four of my children on the payroll. Yeah, nice. Because I know they're going to show up. Right, right. <laughs> so, do you see um, any carryover from those UND students? Do they stick around? Do you get so like in Brookings, we have Dactronics, mm -hmm. which they have a big um, student population. Obviously, we have a big student population with SDSU, and they've been able to turn that into, you know, here's your stepping stones. They can show the students, you know, yeah, you start on the manufacturing floor, but here's all the different ways you can go. Do you guys do anything like that? Yes. Okay. You know, there's there's some that want to come in there be have their foot in the door. Right. And they will say that because they're going to school for engineering mm -hmm. or drafting and design. So, or maybe it's IT, computer science. It could be any of those. Um, we do have four or five interns currently right now on, cool. on staff. One in HR. Yay. Yes. So, um, <laughs> they, they bought into that when I started three years ago. They, let's get an intern and see what we can get out of this. And within the last couple of years, we've brought in IT. We've brought in design and drafting, engineering. And it works out well because we can, we can build them and hopefully keep them sure. uh, long term. So, John, as we've talked about, we're actually recording, I always say live, even though I know it's not live when people hear it, I always say live on tape, but we, we're here together in this in, in the Canad Inn. Canad. Canad Inn. Yes. Sitting in the Canad Inn, recording this uh, for the state conference. And I know you've been active in North Dakota Shore for some time, and I know one of the reasons that, part of the reason that Wendy and I are here is that you were really wanted to show off your hometown, not only to us, but to have folks in, because it's the first time that Grand Forks has hosted the conference in some time. Can you talk about some of the challenges that you've had putting together a conference of this scale in your hometown? Absolutely. It's, I mean, the venue itself is different. You know, you get different people you're working with from the hotel staff to the caterers to uh, the vendor hall. You know, it's a little bit of everything. That's, that's some of your challenge. It's, it's reconnecting with some of those other businesses out there that were sponsors in the past. Grand Forks, you know, <laughs> maybe they don't do business here. But then also opens up, opens up the door for people that have never been a part of it locally here, and that's they've come out here now. I just got a comment from somebody there. She says, "Thank you so much for inviting us." It was just a random conversation. I said, "Hey, we're trying to show we're trying to show off the town here. Um, it's a beautiful facility, and um, that, that's been the biggest challenge. You know, the other biggest challenge is getting the speakers too at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, that's always been a big challenge. We had a few." drop off after we've already had them into the schedule and mm. budgets are getting done and all sure. of a sudden we're, we're scrambling to find speakers and you got to adjust your schedule you adjust the app you got to adjust <laughs> everything that's being printed for signs you know so yeah honestly those have been the biggest challenges and sure. mostly behind the scenes because i don't think a lot of people are noticing um everything that's going on right now we certainly didn't no we thought it was kind of entertaining to hear about the, the keynote this morning dr gary bart brad brad yeah. thank you yes had trouble getting here and drove and telling like he had quite the misadventures. I think that's on somebody's airline end. Yeah, <laughs> probably. But yeah, it's it's interesting. And again, like I said, you know, first time having come to something, I cer we certainly don't see those things. Mm -hmm. you know, everything yeah. seems to be running, and everybody everybody I've met seems very happy about you know kind of where it is. I haven't heard any grousing like I hear at other events. Right. So Kudos to you for yeah. for keeping it together and 
make sure it stays behind the scenes. Because <laughs> yeah. I know we try. I think all of, you know all of us have been part of state councils at least at some point in our careers, and so we I think we all know what it t- what it takes to to do a conference like this. And yeah, it's it's a I, I, I'm always amazed, especially from the standpoint that we do this as volunteers. It's a whole other job, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't think sometimes people necessarily understand the the magnitude of the work. Yeah. So, Well, and to go off that just a little bit, for the past five years or so, we've held a joint conference with the Department of Commerce, mm-hmm. the state one, mm-hmm. and they decided that they didn't want to continue that for this particular conference. And they put a lot of time, effort, and everything. They were That was their job. Sure. Mm-hmm. So us as volunteers had a lot taken off our plate. And about November, December last year, it all got thrown back on our plates, and so Oof. we've been scrambling for a while. Like, what are we missing Mm-hmm. What have we missed? I still don't know. We're still wondering if there's something that we've missed. We're not sure yet. Um, but there hasn't been anything too drastic so far. And, it, you know, just like you're talking about with Dr. Gary Bratt there. Yeah. Driving all night just to get here, you know. I've been tweeting that. I said hashtag dedication. Yeah. Um, that he's, he's taking it seriously. I mean, he could have just said, no, I can't make it. That's too much for me. Yeah. Which would have been unfortunate for us. Sure. But he still did it. So yeah. kudos to him for that. Yeah. And it's, you know, again, I, you know. We have similar things being South Dakota where you, if you have, for us, if we have the conference anywhere other than Sioux Falls, there's going to be challenges um, in getting people there. <laughs> well, I've been to a few of the South Dakota conferences yeah. in uh, D- uh, Deadwood, I think there yep. was one. I thought that was interesting. I had to speak at that one. Did you? I did. Oh. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, that was. But a... that's a jaunt. Yes. Yes, the states are connected, but... East end of one state to the west end of the, the other, other state, state is not fun. No. Well, it's even in South Dakota, that's not always... It's like, yay, we're going to Deadwood, and there's nothing in between. At, unless you want to go to Waldrug and have some free ice water. Who doesn't like a good free ice water? They do have good donuts, though. <laughs> so, but you have to go off the beaten path. But anyway. Um, so, you've, but you've also, so you've been involved in SHRM. How, many, how long have you been with SHRM and North Dakota SHRM? Let's see. So I started the HR back in 2003, got into the local chapter because that's where I wanted to learn. Yeah. I, that's where I started learning my networking, you know. Yeah. They found out I had a, an accounting degree. Do you want to be the treasurer? <laughs> First meeting. Okay. It's a spreadsheet. Yes. I can yeah. do that, you know. That kind of pushed me out of the councils right there. So it's been yeah. since at least 2005. Oh, wow. Um, but been, you know, a part of that group. But, mm-hmm. you know, the North Dakota Sherman has been probably 10 years. Okay. Give or take. Okay. And I know you've been going to national conference for yes. a long time. About how many years have you been doing that? Ooh. <laughs> Number. See, I know. You're I, an I, accountant, I though. I, I gave that up. <laughs> I gave that up with the psych hospital thing. It took it all for me. Um, seven years with maybe one I missed in the middle. Okay. Any good? Any memories from national that you can share? <laughs> you know, I've been trying to think about that, you know, and quite honestly, it's what we're doing here right now. Yeah. Sitting here with John and sitting here with Wendy. See, I feel funny saying sitting here with John. It's like I'm sitting with John Thurman, not yeah. John. Psych hospital thing. John. Hey, John, how are you? I'm We'll throw a John Baldino in if, and then we'll really get confused. If you weren't going to those conferences and I wasn't going to those conferences, you wouldn't be here today. Right. The, the exact names that you stated earlier from Kate Bishop to Tiffany Keel, Aaron Stevens, John Baldino, those are perfect examples on building up those relationships. And it's more than just, hey, come to the conference and that's it. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's creating our own hashtag, John. That's right. I yeah. think you should talk about that because I think it's fun. I think absolutely. So, Mr. Friend, 
The other job. <laughs> that you're with, uh, we, uh, he has a, he has a really interesting hobby, and that is trading college shirts. And so we talked about this back at National in Vegas, and he said, Let, "Let's trade shirts." And I said, "Well, do you want a shirt from where I live or where I went to school?" So those are two very different locations. Yes. Uh, and so I traipsed around the city of Richmond looking for a Virginia Commonwealth shirt. And because I found two, I also picked up one for Wendy's husband because he uh, spent time there. And, uh, yeah, so we started HRT Swap. Mm-hmm. I love it. And that's something that I, I know, John, you've traded shirts with several people because I know I've seen some pictures of you and, and of them wearing the gear that you've sent them over the years. And Correct. It's one of those fun things, again, that... Comes out of these events, you know, spending that time and saying, "Hey, what about this? Or what can we do?" And and not to say it in a weird creeper type way, you know, but you're going to wear that shirt, and what are you going to think of, John Friend? (laughs) You are welcome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I was actually thinking that at some point when SDSU and UND are playing, we might have to do a a shirt swap. I do have an SDSU shirt. I figure you probably did. That's that would be my brother lives in South Dakota, so okay. I figure that would be an easy one, but it might be fun to have us wearing opposite colors at a game. Now, if you're at UN... Just to confuse people? Just to confuse people. I'm all in on that, too. NDSU would... I don't think no, I could go home if nope. I wore NDSU stuff, but I, nope, you're probably that, in the that same boat there. And, yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, Bison. <laughs> Not sorry. Bison, just to make a mad. Right. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast is brought to you by BalanceTrack, the talent acquisition system of choice for federal contractors and companies in the manufacturing, transportation, and franchise industries. BalanceTrack has helped companies across the nation hire smarter and hire better. BalanceTrack is built and backed by Berkshire Associates, a company where HR people and technology people work together to build easy-to-use HR solutions. BalanceTrack is the latest innovation better pricing, better implementation, and better results for your recruiting. Right now, listeners can schedule a personal demo of BalanceTrack at balancetrack.com slash social. Again, go to balancetrack.com slash social to schedule your demonstration today. Thanks again to BalanceTrack for sponsoring the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. Now back to the show. All right, and we are back. Um, Thank you again to BalanceTrack for your sponsorship this month. But, John, friend, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the half-hour question connection. So, who was your first professional mentor, and what was the most important or impactful thing you learned from them? You know, I'm about to go with one that's probably going to hit a lot of people that know this person. It was Sharon Connell, who is uh, no longer with us due to some unfortunate uh, domestic violence. Mm -hmm. Um, But she was one of the first people that met through uh, the state council. And just it was one of those where you just hit it off with somebody, you know, and you could just call call that person up at any time and say, hey, I got this issue. Can you help me out? Especially when you're new into the HR world. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't understand this. Can you help me with this? And completely helped me. We became almost the best of friends. Awesome. Um, and it's, so it's still, it still hits you every once in a while, yeah. you know, but it's still it's like, you know what? I probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a lot of what she helped me through. Awesome. So, yeah. John, who's one person you've gained in your network in the last year that you think more people should know? Nothing against you two. Okay. <laughs> you've but known us longer is, than But this is your podcast, but I'm going to say John Baldino. Oh. I, I really think as North, North Dakota doesn't know a lot of people from Philadelphia, you know, <laughs> except Carson Wentz. Right. right now, so there's that. But I, I think he's... Uh, 
I think he's one that everybody needs to know. He's just, plus his name's John. Uh, We're we're kind of a three-headed monster when the three of us are together, but I think he has has a lot of passion, and a lot of passion for his job, for the people, and anybody else that he comes near. So I hope it really comes out in his presentation today, which I'm sure will. Yeah, we will be definitely tweeting a lot from that, for sure. (laughs) I don't even know if I will. I think I'm just going to be too engaged in that. Engaged in that. Yeah, I might not be able to. Well, you can follow. That's how I engage. I might just retweet I, everything you're doing. I need to. I need to keep my fingers busy. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, if you could go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself? What's well, funny because a part of that keynote presentation we had today, we had to write a letter to our children as right. if we're not going to be around anymore, and that's what was hard to do. Yeah, that was really hard to do. But it was some of those that said, you know, take advantage of opportunities when they're present. You know, don't be afraid to take that step. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. It's, it's all that. You know, opportunities are out there. People are presenting them with you. At least listen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to do it. You have the option to say yes or no. Just at least listen because somebody's giving you that opportunity for a reason because they're seeing something at you that you don't see in yourself. So I wish I would have done that a long time ago. You need to put that out on like LinkedIn or something. Share that. Well, I'm glad we have it recorded so we can yeah. remember what I just said. <laughs> Just play this for your children. Yes. John, obviously we've talked about being active with with the state council and and, and what you've done with the conference. How else do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? Well, as I've mentioned to both of you, I do adjunct instructing over at the University of North Dakota, so I have students have to come and listen to me. (laughs) 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 If they want to get a grade, they have to come to class. And it's talking about these things all the time, you know. So we're going to talk about the book, and we're going to learn the things that are in there. But let's see how we can relate that to what John, friend, actually does at work <laughs> on a daily basis and bring the real world in there. Um, I was just telling this to somebody out there in the vendor show. I said, there's this person, this person, this person, all former students. That was never anything that we had seen that much in the past. That many former students awesome. are now at the conference. They listened. So Yay. it's really fun to see. It's like a, it's a proud parent moment yeah. for me is what it is because I kind of I tell them, I said, I'm going to be that parent that mm-hmm. you might not have here because you're not from here. Here's your opportunity. Oh, that's nice. So I, I, I like giving back to the students and showing them. I mean, I'm past my prime at this point. You know, I, I, what I tell the students, <laughs> what I tell the students, it says, you know what? I'm going to lead first and you're going to follow me. And then eventually I'm going to pull you up right next to me and we're going to walk side by side. We're going to show people we're a team that they can't go to you or they can't come to me. And then eventually I'm going to stop and I'm going to let you just kind of walk ahead a little bit because I have the confidence in you to go off. So that's, uh, that's, that's what I like to tell the students, honestly. I like that a lot. All right, so John, these next three questions are consistently the hardest from what I've hear- heard from everyone tells us. These are the hardest questions we ask. Okay. Favorite movie? Yeah, see, because you're putting people on the spot. That's, that, that's what it is. I mean, you can sit there and go, well, yesterday I saw this, but I really like this. You know, I'm kind of a Christmas freak, and there's some people that will tell you, it's like, yeah, you're a little out there. I got a llama Christmas sweater. I got a hat. Every day I'll wear something to work. Nice. And, and that, you know, there's people, just met somebody last week. I remember you had the llama sweater. Yes. <laughs> you're fun. You're welcome. So I'm going to go with Christmas movies. You know, I like Elf. Oh, okay. I like Elf a lot and, uh, you know, Christmas Vacation are kind of the two that I could Christmas watch. Christmas Vacation. High five. Yeah. But we could, uh, I could watch that at now, you know, or I could watch it in July because it comes on. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. Love it. So you do that pretty easily. How about your favorite musician or band? 
my favorite. Can I give you like a top four? Sure. So I like Skillet, Hailstorm, and Shinedown are my three that I like to do. And then, and then there's like a genre of the 80s hair bands. <laughs> Doesn't really matter what it is for the most part, just the 80s hair bands. Hair, so, 80 yeah. hair bands. Yeah, that's where I would go with that. It's one that my husband loves to play the um, Name That Tune. And he'll start pulling them up on YouTube or on iTunes. Okay, what's this one? Like, it's an 80s hair band. They kind of all blend together at some point. <laughs> That's a fact. That is a fact. Uh, how about a favorite TV show? Oof. See, there, that, that's a good one. I told you, these are the hardest questions you're ever going to answer. <laughs> Seems like every time you like one, it goes away. True. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about laughing. I think we heard that a lot. That that's probably some of the better exercise you can get, which means I exercise all the time. <laughs> you know, one that I'll tend to watch where my family gets crazy is either Impractical Jokers or Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, good job. You know, they're all, for the most part, yeah. reruns and stuff. But I've actually seen both of those acts live oh, as well. Nice. Uh, we tend to do those things at home once in a while. My, we got one of my sons old. just like, oh, hey, dare you to do that. Okay. <laughs> Go through the Kmart airport and they got the little uh, pass that you can go the, uh-huh. the walkways. Yeah. They go, reach your hand out there, see if you can get a high five. He's leaning over trying to get a high five and he goes, they didn't do it. I go, then you lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, you answered those questions, I'd say, rather easily. Yeah. Uh, Christmas genre, I'm, you know, I've said on this show before, Christmas Story is my favorite movie ever made, period. Doesn't matter what it is. And then we've talked. We've talked hair metal, and we talked Steel Panther, so... We, we, <laughs> There's that one. We have that going for us. <laughs> if you're not watching those Christmas movies, if you're not listening to the four types of music that you talked about, and, and you're not watching those shows that make you laugh, what else do you like to do outside of work? Well, you know, the typical answer is I like to hang out with my family and stuff like that. I like to travel, you know, and I think that's what you can do with conferences. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can go travel and see another community, find another college shirt, you know, something like that. So that's, that's something that... Um, I, uh, I told my wife, this is going to be your Christmas present every year, is that we're going to go on a trip. The present is where it's going to be. I'm just going to pick something we've never done. That's fun. So to me, that's what it is. I want to do it now while I'm still able to move at a decent pace. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Not be the one, can you move and get out of my way? No, I'm, I'm here. I'm this, going. So. This is where I'm at. Honestly, it's that, and I like to go to sporting events. It, most of the time, it doesn't matter which team. We've talked about the one already. But yeah. I'll go to just about any sporting event if it's uh, baseball, football, or hockey. Awesome. And we should talk about the fact, because I think people that know you certainly know this, you have quadruplets. Which is That's the rumor that I hear. Fairly, yeah. I, yes. I don't know if I know any other HR practitioners that have. I, right. I'm not saying they don't. I right. don't think we know anybody. I, I don't, don't know, know anyone. You know, you've met anybody in your travels that can... No, there's some that have multiples. Sure. You know, I've yeah. heard a few of those, but no, I have two boys, two girls, and they're all 21. That's awesome. No, I know yes. twins. And I know on the payroll. And literally on, and literally on the payroll. Yes, yes. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. All right, John. So if you weren't in the HR profession, if they hadn't handed you $7,000 more a year, yeah. <laughs> what do you think you'd be doing professionally? <sighs> what would I be doing or what's the dream job? What's the dream? What's the dream job? What would you, what you could, know, if I you like could music do a lot. I'm just not musically... <laughs> gifted at all whatsoever unless i'm in the car with the windows up sometimes down and singing until you can't talk anymore and it's like why are you sick again i was just singing in the car <laughs> pulling the vocal cords trying to hit those high notes by uh, sebastian bach or something oh, from skid row and it's just, yeah 
I, I can't hit those notes, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just really like that industry, and I like to have fun with that, you know. So it, yeah. it's a different life, but it, it could be fun. It could be fun. There's sure. a lot of there's a lot of challenges in the music industry. As somebody that is peripherally on the edge and has friends in it, mm-hmm. it's it's a challenge. All of us have challenges, though. And I yes. have, as we always say, we're glad you're not doing those things mm-hmm. because if you weren't, we certainly probably wouldn't know you, and we certainly wouldn't be sitting in a in a conference room. In Grand Forks, North Dakota, <laughs> a conference that you were kind enough to invite us right. to. Uh, so we're, we're really glad we were able to make this happen, and I appreciate your flexibility and yes. just say, hey, can we set this up and surprise and put the microphone down and do it? I'm sure there are at least some of those listeners out there that may not know you and, and aren't, in, aren't in connection with you. What's the best way for them to reach you out there on social media? You know, for the most part, I'm on Facebook, Twitter. You know, I'm on LinkedIn, but again, that's more the professional one where you just feel like you just have to have an account and then we'll see what happens mm-hmm. but uh facebook is probably the one i use the most i am on instagram too um those accounts are john friends and then the number four but not the hashtag so just john friends four. and a four okay we will have that in the show notes yes wendy how about you for those uh, listeners out there that aren't in touch what's the best way for them to reach you yeah for best way is always uh, my blog mydailyjourney.com daily is d as in dog a-i-l-e-y um, and of course for sunday of each month you will find me on twitter as part of our monthly twitter chat 7 p.m eastern time fourth sunday of each month how about you john I want to take one more opportunity to thank Balance Track for taking part yes. in the month of October. Uh, again, Manoj, Carlo, and all those folks involved really appreciate uh, appreciate you being part of our community and, and and taking part in the podcast and in the chat. As far as reaching me, if you go to hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com, click on the top three lines on the left-hand side of the screen. It'll open up. Uh, you'll see all my social accounts there. And while you're there, download some other shows that maybe you haven't heard. If you've listened to them all, we appreciate that, Mm -hmm. and we'd ask that you rate, review, and share. Whatever you can do to help us boost the signal, we really appreciate. So, again, John, thanks for being with us. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back. And network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.